Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India. I am so glad we're here so we can heal together. And before I get into this episode on my diagnosis, I would like to talk about, you know, just a few intentions I have for this podcast so you are clear on what is going on, especially for the future. The first thing is, if you look at the podcast art, you'll see a bean holding a green heart. And that green heart is something I talk about around my house. So if it's a green heart day, it means I've had an amazing poo, you know, one of those poos that come out, they're perfectly formed, like the bowel, everything looks great, perfect color, no blood, whole nine yards. And that's what we call a green heart day in my house. So at the end of the episode, I always wish everyone a green heart day. And that's why. The next thing is this podcast can become graphic. I talk about bowel movements. I talk about poo. I talk about peristalsis, everything associated with inflammatory bowel disease, because I want to take the stigma out. We need to talk about this. We need to stop being embarrassed and hiding behind everything because this is how we're going to heal. Also, this podcast is marked as explicit, so I swear. I also have an activation warning because in later episodes, I will go into detail about the emotional trauma I endured that I believe caused the UC or one of the major reasons that caused the UC. And I talk about my childhood trauma of abuse. So I just want everyone to be forewarned that I may bring it up quickly. And also remember, I am not a health professional or doctor in any way. So if you find anything in this podcast you want to incorporate into your life, definitely consult a doctor or health professional. And I am thinking the drop schedule will be every Thursday. I haven't decided if I want to release one episode, two episodes. So the best thing you can do is subscribe And another thing you can really do for me, if you found that you've listened to an episode or several episodes and you've uh, acquired, you know, knowledge and information and you just feel that this podcast is putting you on a better path and you feel it's helping with your healing journey, would you please, because it would really help me out, leave me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen, and especially on Apple Podcasts, because Apple Podcasts rates these things so highly. So if you could do that, that would be absolutely amazing. Thank you. And today we are talking about my diagnosis, and then we are moving on to treatment. And I think though, I'm going to drop an episode before treatment on colonoscopy. I haven't decided yet, but that's going to be a whole episode about colonoscopy. Then I'm going to talk about my prednisone side effects. I was on prednisone for 30 days and I'm going to talk about all those side effects. But some of those side effects need their own episode. For example, iron deficiency anemia, because I'm still going through that. I also want to tell people that if you look on my website. So it's freespiritpodcast.com and you go backslash ulcerative colitis and I will put the link in the show notes. But if you look at that, I have a huge page. 
I have resources at the bottom of the page, including my newsletter list. So if you want to get on that, that would be good. I haven't decided exactly what I'm doing with it yet. (laughs) Have not decided. So we shall see. I also offer two meditations that you can do 15 minutes each for ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, even SIBO, and it targets that area of the body. And I've been looking for a really good meditation. I do them all the time. And some of them on YouTube are good, but they're so long and they're just general healing. So I wanted to create something that was a meditation that was just geared toward IBD. And I have two, I actually created two. And one is turning on the master switch for DNA healing, because we need to start healing our DNA. And the other one, it's a strange one. It's called tennis court healing, because when you stretch out the gastrointestinal tract or the digestive tract, it is the size of a tennis court. So you'll see in the meditation how we heal with, you know, stretching out that uh, digestive tract and healing it section by section. So definitely check out those meditations in my store. And also I have a book, guys, I have a book. I wrote a book. Um, It's by the same name. It's in my store, Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. And you can take that book. It's a PDF. You pop it in, you read it, and you have it forever. You have all my resources and information forever. So definitely check out my website. It will be in the show notes. Definitely sign up for my newsletter, which I think I have to put a link to that. I'll put a link to that today um, on my page. And again, I don't know what that's going to be. It may be just an extra podcast episode, a bonus episode that only you guys get. I have no idea what I'm doing with that yet. I'm still deciding on all of that. So I just want to say thank you. So far, the listens have been great. I really haven't done much in launching it. Last week I did, but before then I haven't done much. And it's it's getting, you know, this podcast is getting good listen. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you and let's start healing. So let's start with the episode. Let's get into my UC diagnosis. And if you remember where we were in episode four, because we skipped, we had a special episode five, I was in my flare and I dedicated three episodes to this horrendous flare because I wanted to give you guys all the info and I had finally gotten myself to a doctor, to my physician, and that physician was able to get me an appointment with a new highly recommended gastroenterologist. So now we are moving on to September 13th, 2021 which was a Monday, I remember it clearly, and that was the first appointment with a gastroenterologist. It was so, (laughs) I just remember the one part of the appointment that was funny, was you go into this big office building, and you go up the elevator, my husband's with me, and the elevator doors open, and it is a football-size field of a of a, of an office or a waiting room. It is crazy. It's um, imagine 
many waiting rooms on a massive floor and there's no one there. I mean, my husband even remembers and said it was eerie. It was chilling. It was, it was very horror movie freaky. So (laughs) it wasn't just me. So you can imagine, you know, there's a gynecologist's office there. There's a gastroenterologist. You would think that the place would be crowded, especially with healthcare in the U S but it wasn't at all. So I was hobbling, basically. I was hardly walking. I mean, I was walking, but it took me a lot to walk. <laughs> and I was frail, and I was really sick. And I used my husband as support, and we walked all the way to the other end of the football field. And guess what? There is one person we see sitting in the waiting area, and she says to me, honey, you need to turn around because you have to check in all the way on the other side. And I thought, fuck me, are you serious? I thanked the woman and I hobbled all the way to the other side and checked in and then hobbled all the way back. But before I did, I had to go to the bathroom because all of this hobbling caused a colon spasm. And I went to the bathroom And this is what kills me sometimes, right? You're having colon spasm, you're going to the bathroom, your poo is bloody, it's gross, it smells, let's be honest. And this woman who's probably been sitting there for at least, I mean, at least by the time I was there and walking around, it had been 10 minutes. So she's sitting there for at least 10 minutes. And I understand when you have to go, you have to go. Trust me, I, we all know this. But why did the woman have to go to the bathroom immediately after I did? (laughs) So I could just suffer in embarrassment. You know, that was just terrible. I was embarrassed, but I was also in survival mode. So I had to say, you know what? Just let it go. Let it go. It's embarrassing. You're going to have more embarrassing moments and let it go. And that's what I would advise for you is to just let those moments go when you're in a flare I was so embarrassed when I was in the flare, especially at home, and I wouldn't let my husband sleep in bed with me. I was so embarrassed of him smelling the bathroom, and I would kill myself to clean the toilet as best I could. And I I didn't do a great job, not my normal job, but you know, I wish I could have taken a lot of that back because this is part of the disease. This is really part of the the disease. And my husband was so nice to me and said, I honestly swear to God did not smell a thing except for one day. (laughs) He told me that one day I stunk the entire house up. So I don't know what day that was. It must have been really, really bad. So, you know, people in your life have to understand, especially if they're living with you, what you're going through. And if that's something where you have to designate a bathroom, you have to dedicate a bathroom just to you to make yourself feel comfortable, then that's what you have to do. And that's basically what we did. But I put so much stress on myself that was unnecessary that now I've learned, you know, you live, you learn, what are you going to do? So I sat down in the waiting room and I got called in and, you know, everything is COVID, right? As it is now wearing a mask, the whole nine, I'm sitting there with my husband the gastroenterologist walks in and he's young. I saw a bio of him online. I saw his picture because we're all wearing masks so we don't know what anyone looks like. But I was lucky enough to where my husband could come in with me at that point because in COVID, a lot of times you cannot go into the room with the person. But I was lucky and I don't think I could have done it without him because I was so sick at that point. 
the gastroenterologist was very nice and very patient and looked at the poo on my phone. I took a picture of my poo. I don't know why I showed him that, but you know, I did. He said it could be Crohn's when I asked him, but he didn't know for sure. And that I needed a colonoscopy and possibly an MRI with enterography with contrast. So I really wasn't paying attention to all of that. I just said, okay, I knew he, I knew he was going to say that I dreaded it. And I knew he was going to say colonoscopy. So said, okay, we'll do the colonoscopy. I scheduled that for two weeks out because at that point he couldn't do anything. And I get that, you know, this is Western medicine. They need to look inside your bowels. They need to see everything. The night of the colonoscopy prep or the evening or afternoon before I did the colonoscopy, it was a Sunday. I had scheduled the colonoscopy on a Monday morning at 9 a.m. late September. I had a really tough time with it because my insurance was doing something weird and they wouldn't do the normal bowel prep, which I've done before and is disgusting anyway. I hate cough syrup and it tastes exactly like cough syrup. Liver and cough syrup I cannot do in my life. And <laughs> so when I do that bowel prep, it's awful. So the nurse recommended Gatorade and Miralax. So I did this Gatorade Miralax concoction and I chugged the first eight ounces, threw it all up. I could not keep it down. It, it just nothing was going well. I was sick. I was vomiting. I wanted an excuse just to, you know, not even do the colonoscopy, but it was Sunday. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't cancel. I called the office, left a message, said the bowel prep was not going well. But of course, you know, who's going to answer on a Sunday? And this is why I highly recommend to all of you, when you do your first colonoscopy or any colonoscopy, just in case there's an issue, because we do have inflammatory bowel disease, make it on any day except a sun, um, except a Monday because Saturday and Sunday, they can't answer your calls. So I've learned now I will only do a colonoscopy on Tuesday through Friday because God forbid there's a problem, I have to cancel, whatever. There's someone in the office. So I've learned that lesson, lesson and I highly pass that lesson on to you. I also wanna just go back and say something about cost of the gastroenterologist initial appointment. A 15 minute consultation cost me $403.90, and that is with great insurance. I hadn't met my deductible because we don't go to doctors a lot, so that's why, but it was astronomical. I could not believe for 15 minutes, and you know, God bless this guy for picking the right industry, $403.90 for 15 minutes, man, good for you. So I just wanted to tell people that yes, affirm that healthcare costs in the U.S. are completely out of hand. And that's a shame. That's a shame. And I feel gratitude that I was able to pay it. But you know, it's not easy. It's not easy with all these medical bills, right? So, okay. So the day of the colonoscopy, I arrived there early. And um, so the day of the colonoscopy, I arrived there and I tell the nurse, I don't know if you got my voicemail, but this did not go well. And she said, are you pooing liquid? And I said, yes, but I have some brown flakes in there. She said, that should be fine uh, from what I know, but let's ask the doctor, let's get you all prepped. So I went into the, you know, surgery prep area and 
I had to sign my life away on a computer. God forbid they fucked everything up. I couldn't sue them, which whatever, you still sue, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had to do that. I had to take a pregnancy test because I'm a woman under 55. So I had to do that. I went into a room and they put on, you know, I put on a gown and warm fluffy socks and they had a really nice stretcher bed there that was warm and, you know, the covers were nice and soft. I was actually surprised by it. The nurses who took care of me were lovely. They were great. The only issue was, and this is unusual for me, they could not find a vein that was good enough to put in the IV for the anesthesia, which is unusual because my veins are always so prominent and I always get complimented on my veins when I do blood work, which is rare, but I do. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked by that. You know, I was really shocked by that. And so they pricked and they prodded and they found a vein, which was great. And um, then the anesthesiologist came in, then the doctor, gastroenterologist came in. He apologized for being 10 minutes late, which was totally unnecessary, but was very nice of him. And then they did the IV and the anesthesia and I went into dreamland and I woke up in the post-surgery room where I was really out of it. I'm always out of it with anesthesia. And I told the nice blonde lady nurse that she had a nice fat ass. Um, I actually said that true story <laughs> because I hated my butt when I was sick. It looked like an elephant's ass. It looked inflated. It looked terrible. So I was just jealous of her butt and I didn't mean to for that to slip out, but she thought it was funny. Thank God. Everything went well. I noticed under my bottom there was blood on the sheet. I told her that and she said that was completely normal. So I said, okay. I got dressed or tried to get dressed and they were calling my husband who wasn't answering his phone, but he was in the waiting room. And finally, the gastroenterologist, which actually I shouldn't say finally because it wasn't that much time, maybe 45 minutes, and the gastroenterologist came in and he talked to me and he showed me pictures of my colon. I had a blackened, reddened, scarred colon and he told me it was ulcerative colitis. He also told me he could not finish the colonoscopy fully because I was so inflamed. It actually wasn't because of the bowel prep. It was just because I was so inflamed. And, you know, I wasn't upset. I wasn't surprised because he had already told me Crohn's. So I had researched Crohn's and I had researched ulcerative colitis. So I had done that when I could. So I was expecting an answer like that. And he did something I'll never forget. He touched my shoulder and he said, it's going to be okay. We will figure this out. And imagine a doctor doing that. No doctor does that. So I really knew at that point he was the doctor for me. And his words just gave me the hope and the faith that I'd been missing. You know, I needed that back in my life. And that gave me the energy to start to heal and keep going. Oh, he wanted me to take blood tests. So I went up to the hematology department and they took blood tests and he wanted me to do more fecal tests. So I had to take home, you know, the hat and do the whole fecal test thing, which is always so fun. He wanted to possibly do an MRI and he wanted to possibly put me on medicine, but he wanted to wait to see if I could clear C. diff which is a bacteria. He wanted to make sure it wasn't that and that wasn't in my system, which it was not. 
And so he had me do these blood tests to make sure everything was clear before he could put me on a medicine. So next week, I want to talk about my treatment. I want to talk about what medicine I had to go on, all the side effects, because I got every single side effect. I may talk about colonoscopy next week. I haven't decided yet, but we will see. But the great part of this is I was diagnosed. I'm not in this world, this guessing game right now. I have a diagnosis. I know I have ulcerative colitis and I am happy that I know that. You know, I'm happy that I used Western medicine. I used my health insurance. So I know the devil that I'm dealing with. I also wanted to add that if anyone's looked at the news, Brian Austin Green from the show Beverly Hills 90210, he's an icon. The show is from the 90s. He's come out to talk about his ulcerative colitis flare and his illness. And he had it bad like I did in 2021. His flare sounded a lot like mine. So I'm really happy that he is using his celebrity towards great things and speaking out and raising awareness. So good for him. Thank you, Brian Austin Green. We appreciate you. And we know you're going to keep speaking out and doing good things. Also, I just want to say if you are in a flare right now, and it's a really hard time for you, please know I am here with you. I am supporting you in my words. I am supporting you with my energy. If all you can do is listen to drips and drabs of this podcast, you know, just little bits great. I'm proud of you. You've done a good job. If all you can do right now is, you know, sit up in bed and look at your phone every once in a while, I'm proud of you. If all you can do is sip water, I'm proud of you. Keep going because the body wants to heal. Your body's innate inclination is to heal. It does not want to stay in this flare you're in. It wants to heal. So you are coming along this journey with all of us and we are going to heal together, I promise you. So please keep listening and thank you so much. And as I always say, I wish you perfect poos every day. I wish you what I call a green heart day and I hope every day for you is a green heart day.